This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Good morning, golfers. It is a Saturday in November, the first time we've been able to say that on the show for a year. And it's, uh, I guess, golf season's over, isn't it, in terms of well, playing? I mean, Maybe not. Probably. Maybe not. Unless you're really bold. Yeah, there were well. a few people out uh, this week, I know, at my golf course, yeah. and they were braving some, not only braving the cool temps, but also braving some rain. Uh, I don't know, I got in here a little early, so was it raining when you came in? Yes. It is raining out there. This is a th- yes. like the third day in a row. Constant rain. All day. I actually got a notification from Bayview Country Club this morning saying the cart pass are closed today. So, in case the, you're playing golf. The cart pass or just like no carts? Like the, no carts allowed? Uh, no. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, the uh, no cart pass. Uh, car path only. Sorry. Car path only. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. I was thinking. No that. If the cart pass are closed, <laughs> yes. it must be really yes. raining yes. out there. But, uh, yes, it is November. And anything you get at this point is probably pretty a bonus. bonus. Uh Bonus. Uh, good morning. Uh, Mark Zucchino is away. He is not enjoying the rain and the cold. He is down at Streamsong playing a little golf with his gang from uh, the Toronto Hunt. He's on tour. Admirably filling in there in the uh, co-pilot seat this morning. Adam Scully, producer extraordinaire. It's, it's good to be back. Yeah. I wasn't here last right. week. You but, missed a uh, week. You had a big wedding, big family I, wedding. I, I understand they went through with it. You couldn't talk them out of it? I couldn't talk them out of it. Uh, <laughs> did some emceeing. Different than uh, this uh, you know, format. Uh, a lot more tears. Uh, hopefully I don't cry on the show. But I, mean, <laughs> I hope hey, you Bob, don't cry I mean, what I'm going to say. You, you anyway. never know. I mean, with me, anything, anything could happen. But no, it was, it was a great day. Good stuff. Good stuff. Glad to hear it went off well. Um, so there is still some golf going on. We know golf is the sport that never ends. Never and ends. There is a tournament or two play, being played around the world, and several of them, in fact, are going on around the world. We're going to uh, delve into some of that. Um, we are also going to hear from a couple of Canadian golfers, yeah. one who had a great week. Well, actually, two who had great weeks last week. Uh, Corey Connors, who um, came close to getting that first really win. Really close. So uh, I got the call from, I thought I would, I got the call from sports yeah. to say, could you come in? <laughs> And just in case, if Corey wins, we'll use you on, on SportsCenter. Um, and I said, okay. So I looked at the, the leaderboard, and he was tied. So I said, okay, I better get in there. And I drove across, and Cameron Champ then birdied like 19 holes in a row. In a row, yeah. Four in a row on the yeah. backside. And by the time I got here, they said, well, I don't think he's, we'll need yeah. you. So I got in here, said hello to a few people, yeah. shook a few hands, had my suit Pits on, and babies and drove home, go. and yeah. <laughs> started again. Uh, but Corey Connors, we'll, we'll hear from Corey. I had yes. a chance to chat with him a little bit earlier in uh, the week about uh, all sorts of things, not only just his performance, but also his uh, nuptials. Pretty big time for Corey Connors. Yeah, what a week. Yeah, Speaking of time. weddings, right? You get yeah. married, and then you have a runner-up finish. And go and go in half a million dollars. Like Exactly. Pretty good. Exactly. Pretty not good a bad start. week. Not a bad week at all. He's uh, not having such a great week this no, week. He's no, got the weekend no. off at, uh, no. in uh, Las Vegas, which yeah. is not hey. a bad place. Yeah. If, you got the weekend, <laughs> if you're going to have a week, weekend right? off, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, we're also going to hear from a golfer who's got some big stuff coming up, uh, Stephen Ames, who is in next week is going to be in the tour, the, the Champions Tour version of the Tour Championship, the Charles Schwab Cup. And Charles Schwab Cup Championship is actually what it is because the, their FedEx Cup is called the Charles Schwab Cup. 
Uh, so it's kind of confusing, but uh, we'll yeah. talk, we'll hear from Stephen. It, it it is a little confusing, but their season does actually have an ending point. You know, it it doesn't you know end in September and then take one day off and then oh the next season's begun. At least they have one season per calendar year, which is a little more uh, easier to understand. Yeah, and some interesting news from from Stephen, which we'll we'll get into yeah. a little bit when he's there in terms of where he's going to be living. Mm-hmm. Adam Stanley's going to be around. He's going to bring us up to date on Q schools, and yep. there's lots of Q schools going on mm-hmm. right now. There was the first grouping of the second stage of the P, of the Web.com tour uh, uh, Q school, mm-hmm. and then there's also the LPGA Q school, which is a what a marathon. It's like nine. 127,000 holes or something. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing your description of so our listeners can understand what it is because it is uh, crazy. It's yeah. like two stages of four round, three rounds each. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> thank goodness we have Adam Stanley coming. Yes, up, yes, he can explain everything to us. That's why we're going to hear. <laughs> so before we get into all of that, though, let's start off with some news and headlines. News and Headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and 7 U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. Well, there is a golf tournament going on in Turkey, which is uh, an interesting place these days. I'm not sure I'd want to be over there, but I'm sure they're safe where they are. Anyway, Justin Rose leads right now by two strokes. And if he is able to maintain that lead, guess what happens? He's back to world number one. <laughs> That's right. It's interesting, isn't it? The uh, the the flux and the uh, the changes that are be going on in this thing. You know, it, it's crazy to think you know how much it is changing, but it goes to show you the parity in today's game. There's so many great players atop the world who you know week in week out could be you know go to number one in the world. And Brooks Kepka obviously did it uh, two weeks ago now uh, on a, on a Saturday evening here. I guess early Sunday morning uh, here right. in Toronto, uh, about 2 a.m. Eastern time, he got that done. But for Justin Rose, you could really say that he has been the most consistent player in the last year, definitely in his last uh, number of starts. If you go back to the playoffs where he, he, he missed the cut at the Northern Trust, then finished second at Dell Technologies, lost in the playoff to Keegan Bradley at the BMW, fourth at the Tour Championship, still won the FedEx Cup. Did really well at the uh, Ryder uh, Cup, and then goes uh, in the British Masters, finished eighth. Uh, WGC HSBC last week, finishes third. And this week, currently, as we speak, he is two shots off the lead to Hao Tong Lee. So he is a master of consistency right now. Yes, I guess they're already underway playing, aren't yeah. they? That's right. They, they are on their back nine. We'll be updating their round throughout our show. Uh, Rosie has seven more holes to go, and he has two shots off the lead. He's three under through 11. Hao Tong Lee, eight under through 13 today, taking wow. a shot lead. What a player. Yes. Uh, interesting to note that, of course, the top four players on the official World Golf Rankings have all been number one. Right? Brooks, Justin Rose, and, Dustin Johnson, And that's got to be Thomas. the first time that's ever. That's the first time. And then if you go beyond that, those four, you've got also in the top 15, you've got Rory McIlroy, who's been number one. Yeah. You've got Jason Day, who's been number one. Uh, you got Jordan Spieth, yep. who's been number one, and you got some guy named Woods, who's yeah. been number who? one. Who? Yeah, yeah, right. So a whole bunch of guys who have at one point been the best golfer in the world are still up there and uh, and ranked. And so I think it's I think you're going to see. Obviously, this is going to continue over the next yeah and little while. You, you wonder if if we'll see one of those guys uh, break out. 
this year, I, I mean, you never know. But uh, you know, as, as I mentioned earlier, the parity in this game—it's—it's it's great for the game of golf to to have so many guys week in week out have a chance to win. And you know, even watching this week, Jordan Spieth's back in the field, and he's he's brought on some wholesale changes. Watching his golf swing. It's a little flatter, and it's shorter than it was three weeks ago. He's he's implementing these changes already, and yes, he still hits these fun foul balls here and there. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he's grinding, and he's in the top ten going into the weekend. So I, I know um, David Duvall had some comments on the broadcast saying, you know, obviously he was an assistant captain right. uh, at the Ryder Cup. And, you know, to have that look at Jordan Spieth saying, you know, he just looked fired up. He, he was not happy with how his year went, and he's expecting a big year from Jordan Spieth, and I wouldn't be surprised as well to see that. We'll, uh, we'll discuss a little bit more about uh, Jordan Spieth later in the show yes. because he's going to make an appearance in my winner's group. Whoa! Oh, we'll there's a tease. That. Yeah. Uh, Patty, Harrington is playing. <laughs> <laughs> Patty Harrington is playing over in the Turkish Open, yep. and he went into our, for a press conference, and guess what they asked him about? The Ryder Cup. Yeah, he's not been officially announced as the captain of the European side for 2020 in Rome. However, he is... Uh, been been just he says he's exhausted from all the Ryder Cup questions and I can understand why it's uh, I mean it's it's one of those things where you might as well just announce it and make the announcement yeah. going on but uh, but poor potty I mean it's it's interesting you know you love golfers because they're more honest with the media than you know other presidents yeah, presidents <laughs> hockey players etc where, where they'll give the cliche and sort of not really answer a question but for Padre I mean you know this past Ryder Cup was what Five weeks ago now, and yeah. so we're, we're two years away, and he very well likely will be the Ryder Cup captain. But I'm curious if he if he is named captain, will he bring some interesting drills to the, yeah. the uh, European players? We, we we saw some, we've seen him do some very unique drills throughout the years on the range that look really out of out of whack, and uh, that'll be fun if if he does that too. Having having sat in a number of uh, Patty Harrington press conferences over the years, the one thing about Patty is he doesn't give a lot of short answers. He will yes. he will go on. In fact, I remember one time on the range, we were asking him to talk, and he says, well, "I've only got a short, I've only got a quick minute." And of course, I asked him one question, yeah. and the answer went on for eight minutes later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's very thorough. He's yes. very good. Uh, I love talking to him. He's a fun guy. He's got a good sense of humor, and he has all the e e <laughs> little now, uh, now pauses. I'd be Irish curious. Pauses. I'd be curious. Speaking of Irish pauses, if uh, Golf Channel uh, impressionist Connor Moore has done mm. a Padre Harrington, I don't think he has. But that Boy, would it'd be, be pretty easy to do. Yes, well, pretty yeah. easy to do. <laughs> uh, and uh, Keith Pelly was met with the media yesterday yeah. over there, and he actually, I think this is a joke, he said he was planning to have the opening ceremonies in the Coliseum in uh, 2020, but that was yeah. pretty good. <laughs> uh, Holly Saunders, yeah. formerly of the Golf Channel, then of Fox News, has been dropped from mm. the Fox golf coverage, breaking the hearts of many men yes. uh, out there who uh, followed Holly. Now, you know, Holly gets a lot of... Um, a lot of... Uh, comments about her mm-hmm. interviewing yep. talents or yep. lack thereof. She is a good golfer. I don't know if people know oh, this, yeah. but she played on a golf scholarship at Michigan State University, won a uh, an NCAA championship on that team mm-hmm. that she was on one year there. So she knows her golf, but uh, she's been dropped from the Fox golf coverage. Also with uh, Shane uh, O'Donohue, who's kind oh. of a guy that people may or may not know. He's a guy that I know from from covering golf over there. He used to work with CNN quite mm-hmm. a bit, so I don't know what's next for Shane, but they've been dropped. Interesting to see what they'll do to replace yeah. them or Yeah, I, and and looking at Holly, you know, she was a big part of that morning drive show on mm-hmm. Golf Channel before she when made, it really first started. Right? Yeah, when it really first started and she was a huge part of that show and then she went to Fox and 
Her her role on the broadcast, at least in my opinion, it was very limited. Yeah, uh, it was a few interviews, and then even this past year at the U.S. Open, she was sort of just th- um, int- introducing features, right, uh, and not really doing all that much. So, uh, I mean, all the best to her, as you said, excellent golfer, uh, which, which is uh, which is great to see. And and, and Shane O'Donohue, um, he had some really good essays as well on on if you want to watch the U.S. Open uh, broadcast. They were a little different, uh, because, you know. It's Fox; they're bringing in some new things, and I, I thought he was pretty. He brought a different perspective to the broadcast, so all the best to him going forward. Too. Yeah, that's uh, that's too bad. And then uh, the LPGA Q School is underway. As we mentioned, there's top 45 finishers uh, are on going to get LPGA membership, and uh, the remaining competitors get onto the Symmetra Tour. So it's big, but they've done it a different way this year. It's like a two-parter. So yeah. they had a, a series last week or two weeks ago, and now they've got the second series, and they can't get it finished. They're still <laughs> trying to uh, finish up the. The, the third round, I can't remember if it's the third round, but they're going to try and jam it all in today and get through it today. So some there's two Canadians very much in the hunt. Jack, Jacqueline Lee and uh, AC Tangay are both looking like sure things to get their cards for next year. Yeah, and it, it's pretty crazy to th- you know to, to read this headline. The seventh, the seventh yeah. round of the inaugural LPGA Q series uh, has been suspended due to darkness. The seventh round. <laughs> so there's two there's two four part two four round series to yes. and, and man, what a marathon. Oh, I mean, what, what a marathon, but uh, it'll be hopefully they can get it done today. Hopefully, you know, the weather cooperates uh, for them for sure. Same thing with uh, out in uh, Vegas. They haven't been able to finish that. No, even yeah. Even though they limited the field to 132 players. Yeah. The field, they still couldn't get it done. Of course, they're battling uh, darkness in terms of time. Yeah. That they've got well, watching uh, the the teleca- uh, the broadcast last night. Bryson DeChambeau was almost playing that 18th hole in in pretty much darkness. So, yeah. It's it's uh, it's amazing what the cameras show. Oh my out goodness! There. Yeah, can open that iris yeah. up. Anyway, when uh, we come back, we're going to hear from uh, some folks down in uh, down in Las Vegas. We got a couple of. Uh, Interviews that we're going to play you. We're also going to hear later, a little later in the show from Corey Connors and Stephen Ames. Adam Stanley will drop by. So stick around. Lots to talk about here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to switch today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks along with producer Adam Scully. Uh, Mark Sacchino is playing in stream song. What a nice... Uh, deal that is. Yeah, we, we didn't get, we quite get the invite for that. But, no, no. You know. So he's got a little uh, boys trip down to. It's one of the really neat new yeah. spots in uh, in golf. It's kind of a. It's in Florida. It's mm-hmm. got three courses and they're uh, linksy style, I think. And, and you see a lot of their ads on Golf Channel as well, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. So That's right. Uh, and I wonder if Mark's keeping up that new workout regimen. I mean, he's been pretty vocal about it. And yeah, his back's been bad. His back's been, you know, and he's got, you know, I think he's just one step away from the spinal fusion uh, surgery. And, uh, you know, really? we'll, <laughs> no, we'll see. But uh, <laughs> I, I know after day one, he was, it's a, it's a net tournament. So he, he posted a leaderboard on Facebook and he is, uh, I think, three funny. shots off the lead. So That's funny. Yeah. 
Well, the uh, Shriners, for Ho- Shriners Hospital for Children Open is underway in Las Vegas, and they've had some pretty good weather down there as well. I've actually got a couple of friends who are on separate trips down oh. there. They're telling me all about it. They sent me back pictures of them in shorts and T-shirts, and uh, so they're having a nice week down there. Mm-hmm. So far, Peter Uline is uh, atop the leaderboard. He's got a two-shot lead. It's interesting. They, As I mentioned just before the break, they've tried to avoid... Uh, delays out there and in a number of the tournaments. So they've kind of shrunk some of the fields because there's not as much daylight. This one's down to 132 players, and yet they still couldn't get through uh, two rounds because of darkness. So at the top of the leaderboard is Peter Uline. He's uh, being chased by Robert Streb and Wee Kim, who are both two shots back. Abraham Answer, Harold Varner third, and Bryson DeChambeau are, uh, are at 10 under par. And you have to go down, away down to find our top Canadian. There were five in the field. Only one made the cut, and that is Nick Taylor, who had a nice round yesterday, 67. One of the better rounds in the field, actually, Mm -hmm. yesterday. But there are still a handful of golfers out there um, trying to finish off round two. Of course, they'll make the cut and go into the weekend. Uh, Peter Uline, whose uh, father was the head of Titleist for many, many years, but is a very good golfer in his own right. He uh, is looking for his first PGA Tour win. Let's hear from him. Peter Uline, who finds himself atop the leaderboard, 13 under par, nice place to be. And this is your debut, your first time here playing in the Shriners. What about this golf course has really appealed to you? Um... I don't know. I, I just like it. There's a lot of there's a lot of holes that set up well for my fade, which I uh, predominantly play. So uh, there's a lot of just good sight lines with uh, some good some good bunker placements, and uh, you know my distance control with my irons have been very good this week, and um, so I've been able to kind of have more stress-free two days, which is nice. Patience is always a number one thing in this game, and you showed a lot of it. You didn't have a very good front nine and poured it on on the back. What did you say to yourself to to kick it into gear on the second nine? Um, it's just that, really. I just kept just trying to hit fairways and greens, get a bit more uh, stable with it, I guess. Um, yeah, I made an unbelievable par on six, which kind of righted the ship, and then after that I was pretty efficient at a lot of fairways, a lot of greens. So I felt like if I just did that, I'd give myself a lot of chances, and you know, the, the hole would eventually open up and the ball would start going in. Well, you were a lot of fun to watch today, and we look forward to doing the same thing tomorrow. Thanks, guys. 63-66 for Peter Uline, two sterling rounds. Have you ever golfed in Vegas? Have you been to Vegas? I have not been to Vegas myself. It is on my bucket list. Uh, Have you? I have many times, and there is some really good golf down there. There's some very expensive golf down there. Uh, But they've got some spectacular course. Cascada is a good course. Shadow Creek, which is where they're going to play. That's Tiger Phil. Tiger and Phil. Uh, these guys are playing a little bit out of the strip. Mm-hmm. So uh, where they are playing, it's out in the Red Rock, and they're, uh, it's a beautiful golf course. But um, it's one of those ones where you do see tend to see a lot of low rounds. I haven't seen a ton. There's a lot in the 60s, but if you go kind of in the middle of the field, every, almost everyone's got like a 70 in there, so I'm not sure... Right. Uh, what that's all about, but I expect you'll see some some good ones out there. Yeah, for sure. And you know, to go about uh, talk about Peter Uline here, he he's taken uh, th- this a very similar route to the PJ Tour that Brooks Kepka took. Uh, he is a year older. They actually lives together uh, in Florida, and it, it's it's interesting to see these Amer- these American guys. Uh, you know, make their way through the European Tour to to play different kinds of golf to really uh, to, to make you an all all round better golfer and experience more of the world. And, and now he's back on the PGA Tour. I remember I went out on a big limb uh, two years ago and picked him to be my dark horse for the Open Championship uh, two years ago. That did not go well. People. <laughs> uh, but uh, he is uh, he is in a good position here. His first thirty six hole lead on the PGA Tour. Uh, and given what what Brooks Kepka did a couple weeks ago, it'd be great to see Peter Uline back it up with a win here too.
Yeah, Brooks Kepka actually said to me in one of the interviews that we did after his majors that he, he gives a lot of credit to kind of being a world golfer yeah. to, to his ability now. Uh, I mean, you learn a lot of stuff off the golf course when you're playing in some of the places he was. He was on the Challenge Tour. He yeah. was playing in, like, Estonia and Kazakhstan. I <laughs> yep. think he played in. Yep. So um, I think Peter Ulinus has done mm-hmm. fairly similar kind of route, as you said. And I think I don't think that's a bad thing. I, that's, think, I think it's a great thing, for thing. sure. Uh, also uh, in the hunt, although he's a little further back, is uh, Richard Fowler, who shot 67 yesterday, 68-67. He is at 7-under. Let's hear from him. All right, Ricky, you do one better on Friday than you were able to post on Thursday. How would you compare the two rounds? Um, I'd say yesterday was a little bit more of a success uh, coming off of not playing a whole lot. And... You know, being up here, windy conditions, wind was kind of bouncing around a little bit. And to uh, get off to a slow start and kind of knock some rust off uh, to finish the way I did yesterday, that was that was nice. Uh, today I felt like I left a lot out there. And could have been in a little better position for the weekend. But I'm happy with where we're at after after two two rounds. We have Saturday tea time. So that's, uh, you know, kind of first goal going into the week. As, you know, especially, like I said, coming off of I think it's been you know, four weeks or so since the Ryder Cup. Uh, I'm happy. Uh, looking forward to it. I've, you know, like I said, we left a lot out there today. Looking forward to cleaning a few things up, getting some more putts to go in, and uh, we'll be in a good spot for Sunday. What will be your focus on what you need to clean up? Was it mainly the putter? Yeah, the putter. I really didn't. I had a lot of good looks. Um, didn't really get anything going. I think I was, I was one over through three, and I should have really been one under. I, I didn't make. I didn't have a one putt until my ninth hole, um, and that was a 25-foot slider. Um, so that was a nice bonus, but I need to make some more uh, putts from you know the five to fifteen foot range. So get some of those to go, and it'll be a fun weekend. Uh, Rookie Fowler, looking for a fun weekend. You can always have a fun weekend in Las Vegas, even <laughs> if you don't putt well. <laughs> but uh, but good for him. He's. Uh, it's interesting to hear him say, "Shake the rust off." I mean, it's been like you said. It's, it really hasn't been Four a long time weeks. since he's not since he sort of stopped playing. Yeah, and and uh, you know, going back to his Ryder Cup, he was not good. He was, no, he was not great. So it, you know, good to see some of these guys playing uh, early. Uh, and uh, for Fowler, I mean, shaking off that rust, uh, it's all about that flat stick for him. If he can hold those putts, he'll be he'll be up there for sure. And you kind of wonder if Jordan Spieth is uh, playing this week. Maybe. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Jordan, you got to play. Oh. He missed, his, uh, he missed his, his minimum number of tournaments last year, and there is a penalty for that. And I think they made some sort of agreement where he's going to play a couple of extra yeah. ones where he doesn't normally play. Yeah. So this one being uh, not a usual stop on the Jordan Spieth list, but if you're going to make go go to a tournament, you might as well go. You might as well make a cut and yeah, go to Vegas and and imagine. I mean, the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup in Las Vegas last year and had the the party of a lifetime. So (laughs) you might as well win in Vegas too on the PGA Tour. (laughs) That's that's right, that's right. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk to a guy who has the weekend off in Las Vegas. I I don't know if if he's going to fly home or not, but we'll hear from the guy who put a lot of uh, spark into Canadian golf fans last week. Corey Connors. That's coming up on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf. 
Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including CartTech, MotoCaddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada on a rainy Saturday morning in the GTA. Hope it's not so dark and dank where you are listening. If, uh, maybe you're listening on the iHeartRadio network yes. or in one of our other TSN radio affiliates across the country. And maybe where you're living, you have a chance to play a little bit of golf. I know we're on in Victoria, which I'm going to be heading out there uh, this week to do a little uh, little work. Now, I, I will say my, my mom, actually, Mama Skull, is listening on, on iHeartRadio in Bonita Springs, Florida right now, and she said it is humid there, so yeah. uh, I'm you know, not jealous at all. You know what she can do. And, and, yeah, and she's, <laughs> she's teeing off in approximately four hours. So, Well, lucky her. Yes. I don't know, if, but, uh, it, I mean, it's just been raining here for three days. Yeah. It's got the forecast I'm looking up right now. It says rain. And more morning, rain. Rain in the afternoon. Going to clear in the uh, evening, but Perfect. there's more rain coming yeah. next week. So Let's go for a walk in three-degree weather. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> Oh, well, anyway, one guy, it wasn't raining on his day last week. How's that for a second? Oh, wow. <laughs> was uh, was Corey Condors, who made a nice comeback. Uh, he started the final round four shots back. Were you watching any of that, or did you see I did. Else? You know, I, I, watched, uh, I watched his entire back nine, actually. Did you? Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, anytime a Canadian's in the hunt, there's always that extra drive and motivation to watch and and uh, it was it was it was fun to watch it was too bad i mean cameron champ as he mentioned did birdie four in a row and five of his last six five of his last six including that unbelievable birdie on the last hole with that punch shot and yeah. rolled up to whatever it was 12 feet and, but you know cory connors he, he gave it his best and we've seen in the past where cory connors has sort of faltered on sundays and as as you'll hear in this interview um you know he's learned from those from those uh, mistakes and, and he did well well let's hear from cory connors and joined now by Corey Connors, who is uh, in Las Vegas getting ready for the next tournament on the stop. And, uh, Corey, you had quite a week last week, and uh, we'll start with the on-course activities. Uh, congratulations. What great performance. How does it feel to, to notch that? I know you would have liked to have won, but how does it feel to notch that runner-up finish? Yeah, thanks. Uh, it feels pretty pretty awesome. Um, yeah, pretty proud of the way I played, particularly on Sunday, to give myself a chance. Um, put some pressure on the eventual winner, Cam. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was great to be in the mix, and yeah, really happy with the the finish. I, I felt really good about my game for a long time now, so nice to kind of see some of the work uh, pay off with a good result. You had a history in the last year, we'll take history, but last two times you were in that last group of not being able to play well on Sunday. When you got to the course this time around on Sunday morning, did you sense it was going to be a different kind of day? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, I just felt way more relaxed going into Sunday's round uh, than I had in the previous few times, and I think those other experiences definitely helped prepare me for that. Um, but, yeah, I just took things slow, um, was really focused on my game plan, and, yeah, just all day was felt comfortable and just really relaxed out there. So, um, yeah, kind of happy to have had those other experiences to draw off of, and, I uh, wrote a bunch of things down from that I learned from those uh, two times last year, the last season, I guess, so in the same calendar year that I didn't perform that well on, on Sunday and kind of learned things from other people as well. And yeah, I just felt really comfortable. Um, had a lot of trust in my game. I felt like my game was really sharp, which definitely helped. Um, was playing well. Uh, so uh, just able to focus on trying to hit good golf shots. And, yeah, it uh, worked out pretty well. 
it's, it's pretty fair to say that uh, that you didn't lose that tournament. You got beat by a guy who played pretty well in the back nine, although I'm sure on the <laughs> when you guys were making the turn to go to the back side, it was uh, uh, anybody's ball game. Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah, I knew there was lots of golf to play. I started the day with a four-shot deficit and was able to make that all up on the front nine, which was awesome. And Nick was really confident heading into the back nine. Played played pretty solid. Uh, yeah, could have maybe made a, a couple putts. I think uh, a bit of a turning point on number 15. I drove the green, had a pretty good look for eagle six or seven feet away. Um, kind of a tough putt. I hit a good putt, didn't go in. He ended up having a, a really nice up and down for birdie there. So we had the hole. I think if I could have maybe buried that eagle putt, it would have given me a bit of a charge for the uh, rest of the round. But, yeah, it was definitely was anyone's game. He had a good finish to his round, and uh, yeah, he's a deserving champion. <laughs> um, it, 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 I know that you would have liked to have got the win because there's lots of stuff that goes with it, but it's, it's got to be nice to feel um, that you've got a good start and a good head start, I guess, on, on a lot of people and, and to get yourself into a better position than you ended up with uh, this past year being in that, that 126 to 150 category. Now you're almost almost a third of the way or maybe closer to a half the way home to the points you would need uh, if we were compared to, to, to last season, I guess, on the FedEx Cup. Yeah, definitely. I knew I was going to have not quite as many opportunities this season, um, but still going to have plenty of chances to play and get into plenty of events. Uh, but I was yeah, really trying to get off to a good start to the season. I know it's important to not uh, not leave things until the end, try to get get ahead of it. and um, Yeah, I feel, feel like my game is good enough to be one of the top players on tour, so not um, yeah, not trying to limit myself to getting into the top 125 this year. I feel like I can uh, achieve much more than that. So, uh, yeah, but getting off to a good start is really important. It gives me a lot of confidence, yeah, kind of going to these next couple events for the fall and then ultimately uh, into the new year. How how much easier do you think it's going to be this year, uh, having gone through once as a, as a rookie seeing all these courses for the first time, learning different things you got to learn to, to be a PGA Tour player. How much easier is it going to be this year around? Yeah, I think it's going to be a ton easier. I, I, like you said, playing all the golf courses last year, uh, get to see them again, and just feel way more comfortable. I've only played the, the last few weeks uh, for the second time, and most of my professional career I've been on new golf courses each year. So being able to play – kind of a similar schedule this year. I good memory and can remember a lot of good things that I did last year at each of the golf courses, so try and kind of build off of that and not have to maybe spend as much time out on the golf course uh, trying to learn it because uh, I've seen them before and being able to just kind of fine-tune some things and in, uh, in practice on the range uh, instead of wearing myself out on the golf course. So I think it's definitely going to be a ton easier this year and, I'm really excited to. Uh... <laughs> um, you've also uh, you had a big week last week for another reason, probably a more important reason than than playing golf and, and getting married to your uh, longtime uh, girlfriend Mallory. And uh, I guess uh, it was in some ways kind of a nice substitute for a honeymoon to see you come second out there. But <laughs> but uh, but she's got to be uh, your biggest fan now. I would think if she wasn't before. Yeah, she's amazing. She's been my biggest supporter for years and. Uh, it's awesome to be able to sort of share this journey with her, and um, our, our wedding was amazing. And uh, yeah, I don't know if 
maybe she would have been happier going somewhere else <laughs> to a honeymoon. But uh, I think it worked out really well, and I'm happy that I played well. And we both had an awesome week. And yeah, she's she's still with me this week in Vegas, so hopefully uh, we'll have another good week and we'll do something nice uh, uh, this winter. You've got a honeymoon planned, I hope. We, uh, we're, we're working on it. We just bought a new house in, in Florida as well, so we move into that in a couple of weeks. So got to try and do a few things there and get settled, and then, uh, then we'll go somewhere on honeymoon. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, Corey, congratulations. Uh, more, first of all, for the wedding, you were for you and Mallory, and, uh, and also on your performance, and, and best of luck this weekend for the rest of the, uh, the 2018-19 season. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. And there is Corey Connors, who's off to a great start and in a really good position to uh, retain his, uh, well, not retain, to actually improve his his position on the FedEx Cup list because he's playing out of that, mentioned in there, the 126-150 to 150 category. So he has some limited starts and not necessarily where he might want to play. Yeah, for sure. And and, and great to see, you know, is, is obviously his best career PGA Tour finish, uh, you know, and winning winning nearly half a million dollars as well. And, you know, as I mentioned before we played the interview, you know, the ability to, to play well on Sunday um, when in contention. We saw at the Valspar in the final group, there was a lot of focus on Tiger Woods was obviously in the field and had a great chance to win. But Corey Connors was in that final group and it all started on that first hole. He sort of sprayed a drive right and then sprayed a second shot even further right and made a bogey or a double bogey. End up shooting 77, finishing T16. And this time he goes, to shoot. yes, he didn't win, but uh, Cameron Champ beat him. It, it's not like Corey Connors lost that golf tournament. So great to see Corey Connors uh, with a great start to the year, both on and off the golf course. Corey, Corey's an exceptionally smart guy. He is... Um like like brilliant smart like like so, so so he has the actuarial actuarial math, math degree yes. from Kent State yes. University That's casual he yes. took a uh, elective in um, wine appreciation wow and when you talk to him you kind of get the sense that he's he's I mean he's not a boastful guy at all he's just a very smart guy very you can tell he's smart and I think that helps him a lot in his golf course and how he learns he's talked about there how he actually wrote down some I was going to mention that how yeah. he sought out other players and asked them about things because as you said he shot seventy seven the last day of Valspar, and the next week he was in the final group again in Puerto yeah. Rico and shot 76 yeah. in that last group. Um, so he's obviously cured that. He's a good player. His coach, uh, Herb Page, down at Kent State, once told me, maybe about four years ago, we went down before he was a pro and did a little a story on him, and, and he said that he was he just really had the good uh, the good mind to be a good golfer. He wears at the center of the fairway, mm-hmm. he hits a ton of greens, and when his putter works, he shoots low scores. Yeah, and, and you know, as Corey mentioned there, he, the, the TSN turning point, if you will, um, that 15th hole, he bombs a drive 320 plus yards to within 10 feet and just can't get the putt to go. And, and he left a couple of putts short on those final mm-hmm. few holes, which, which was tough to see, but still, nonetheless, a round in the 60s, a runner up finish, and a great start of the year uh, for Corey Connors. How about Cameron Champ? Oh my goodness! <laughs> he only led the field in driving by 20 yards. So it's it, pretty crazy to think a guy who led the Web.com tour 343.2 yards average. Yeah, an average. Like watching the telecast yesterday, a 365-yard hole. He he waited. He waited for the green to clear. You know, like it. Like this is the new age of golf. And the crazy thing is, it's not like he's seven foot, 300 pounds. No, he's six feet, 180 pounds. Yep. 
And so, so whatever Sean Foley's, you know, feeding him or, or, or helping him out, like, that is unbelievable to watch. <laughs> it really is something else. We'll talk about him in, uh, when we come back on the break a little bit because there was an interesting story about him going into that last round yes. as well with his golf club, with his driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll also uh, update you on uh, all the Golf Talk Canada goings-on and happenings because we got a bunch of uh, specials coming up. Do we ever. And both on radio and on television. Yes. We've got one more television uh, extravaganza mm-hmm. for everybody. So uh, that and a whole bunch more when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, was brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Beautiful Saturday morning, if you like rain and cold temperatures. It's uh, not golf weather out there in the GTA. Uh, Bob Weeks alongside producer Adam Scully filling in admirably for our departed and missing in action Mark Zacchino. He's probably on the golf course right now. Could be. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. He's very bold. He posted, they even posted all the scores on his Facebook page for his group that's down there and And stuff. And I saw he, uh, I think he shot 74. 74, net 74. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, we got a busy end of the year here at Golf yes, Talk Canada. It never ends. Radio and, it does never end. Radio and television. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to you to uh, update us on exactly when and where you're going to be able to hear and see us. Yes, absolutely. So you can see, you can hear us uh, live. Uh, so obviously uh, we're live right now on November 3rd, uh, November 10th, and November 17th. So two more live weekends, Saturday mornings, 8 to 10, TSN 1050, TSN 1150 live, and a bunch of other stations at different times as well. And then our year in review specials kick in. We have okay. three. So that's starting on Saturday, November 24th, which is the day after the Tiger Phil match that's when our first year in review special airs we'll be exhausted from watching that yes exhausted from watching all of the bets in the back and forth at 3 p.m easter not under the lights with no fans sorry um the following week uh year in review part two december 1st uh december 8th is our year in review part three and then on december 15th our Live special, the Festivus special. Festivus special. Festivus is the best of us. Uh, our live studio audience. Uh, I mean, I can't even count. You know, the stadium seating in here. It's like mm. there's thousands of of, of uh, spots for the patrons, I should say, uh, coming in here, and and uh, so that's on the 15th, and okay. that's that's also going to air on the 29th. And we're going to have lots of celebrity. Uh, people giving us their grievances, yes. airing their grievances. Yeah, uh, prime ministers, presidents. You are uh, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes. We might have some. Uh, we might have some notable golfers. Some notable golfers giving uh, giving their their grievances and feats of strength of the year. Uh, and then our year in review specials um, go back into January as well. That'll be there are four Saturdays in January. Uh, okay. you'll hear year in reviews the fifth, the twelfth, the nineteenth. 
Uh, the 26th, we're going to have a best of special. So a lot of our, our travel uh, segments we've had here on radio, TJ Rule's going to join us for that. Perhaps you'll hear from Corey Connors on that show. Who knows? And then Super Bowl weekend kicks off with the return of Golf Talk Canada live Woof. on February 2nd. And that is the start of season number nine on Golf Talk Canada. Speaking of the Super Bowl. Thank you. Speaking of the Super Bowl, I got to complain because oh uh, oh. a couple of weeks ago, well, more than a couple of weeks ago, we, it, I didn't the have year. an NFL team yes. member and they decided to give me a team. Yes. And That's think, not going well. They gave me the Oakland Raiders, yeah. and uh, yeah, and it's you know it's not going well. You know, I, you know, as they say, they're building. Uh, John Gruden, um, you know, it's he's they're one and seven right now, and you know, <laughs> at least, at least on... you know, all you can go, you can only go up from here, Bob. So. I suppose, I yes. suppose, maybe I should, maybe I should just be a fair weather fan and drop them and go somewhere else and just cheer for the Patriots. I mean, yeah. or, or the Kansas City Chiefs. You That's know, right. what more can you lose? But you That's know, th- right. there's our year in review specials are, are going to be. Uh, we'll have lots of moments. Moments. Uh, we're going to talk, yeah, comeback player of the year. Of course, Tiger Woods is very likely going to be everyone's comeback player of the year. But we have some other options that we try to give our listeners. There are as well. there are some interesting ones. We took, some of us took different paths and yes. uh, didn't go for the obvious picks, and some of us did. And yes, it's a good mix. It's actually it's an interesting show. I think they'll be I think they'll be well done. Yeah, and and it's it's great to you know we have a lot of different opinions on you know our moments of the year. We have our winners weird and what of the year where mm-hmm. where we had the same opinion on on one of those winners, which was pretty funny. Yeah, um, and and right. we'll go on to. Talk about Brooke Henderson. You know, she had just an unbelievable year winning on home soil. Was that the moment of the year? Very likely for a lot of our Canadian listeners. But we'll look ahead to next year. How many events will Brooke Henderson win? We'll, we'll discuss that and so much more. Yeah, it should be it should be interesting. Uh, we also got the TV show. Yes, yes, we have the t- of course. So the TV, TV show, uh, our year in review special, and that's going to air on Boxing Day. So that is going to be you know the World Junior Hockey Championship. It's 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 uh, Christmas here in Canada though. So World Junior starts on Boxing Day. Golf Talk Canada year in review special is also going to be on Boxing Day. So perhaps a little tee up. You can uh, you can have a morning Caesar and then turn on Golf Talk Canada year <laughs> in review. Right. You, can, you can look back on Tiger Woods. Uh, you can we can look back at Brooke Henderson. Brooks. Kepka, your player of the year. Brooke and Brooks. Brooke and Brooks. It was the year of Brooke and Brooks. It's too bad Tiger's name isn't Brooke, but you know. Uh, and we'll also do our winners weird and what of the year there as well. So it, it's gonna it's a jam packed show. I spent some time preparing it this weekend. Awesome. I, I I find always the goals of those shows is, is to have our listeners or viewers say, "Oh yeah, that happened," or "Oh right. yeah." Kind of forget things, and that actually happened when we were recording. It did. A couple times, didn't it, it did. It did. On, so on all three of us. Yes. Yeah, so it's still, despite the fact that it's November, it's still a very busy and exciting time for the Golf Talk Canada world. There's lots of golf going on. We're actually going to get to that in a little bit later. A little bit later on. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a ton of uh, tournaments being held um, right now. I mean, I was just looking at Brooke Henderson. She's she's playing in Japan. She's tied for 25th after two rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that. But I just wanted to go back quickly before yes. we go to the break about yes. Cameron Champ. Yes, right, right. And his, uh, we talked about his driving prowess. I mean, he led the, the tour in, or led the tour, led the uh, tournament by 20 yards in driving distance, <laughs> which is insane. And the other interesting part was that he broke his driver, right? 
tw- like 20 or 30 minutes prior to the start of his uh, final round on Sunday. And thankfully, he had a backup in his car, I guess. And Yeah, his dad had to go back to the hotel, I think, and grab yeah, or something. Good thing the hotel was closed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and no traffic. But, I mean, he is an unbelievable story, and he'll be something. He'll be a player that we'll be watching um, week in, week out on tour this year, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, there's your uh, Phil. And also, by the way, just for those who've been asking, two, two quick points here. Yes. First of all, 20 Weeks of TaylorMade is coming back. Yes. And I wanted to point out that our friends at uh, at uh, Golf Town today, today is the big demo day sale. So oh. all the demos that the golf club equipment companies have out at different courses all over, they come on, collect those all, they bring them over to Golf Town. Um, it's, they've been showing some scenes on, uh, on Twitter. It's yeah. kind of a madhouse. But if you want a good deal, there may be still some left over there. If you want a good deal on some clubs that are slightly used, yeah. might have some nicks on the hosel or on the face or on the top or something. But uh, that they'll still work, I'm sure, very well that you can actually um, go over to Golf Town today and, and sort through the, uh, the demos. Well, I got lucky, actually, last before we go to break. Last Sunday, I, I went to Golf Town just out of the blue just to, uh, uh, to pick up some Christmas gifts. And it was their final day of thirty uh, percent off all apparel. So wow. I, I worked. <laughs> it worked out very well. <laughs> wow! Wow! Pretty interesting. Yes. Well, we'll see. We'll get to that. All right. When we come back, it's the favorite part of everyone's yes. show. It is winners, weird, and what. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It's Weeks and Scully in the uh, cockpit here today flying the great ship Golf Talk Canada. And this is the second hour. And speaking of hours, hey, we got an extra hour tonight. Yeah, do we ever. Fall back. Here we go. Uh, so don't forget to turn your clocks back. Wake up exactly at 2 a.m. to do it. That's the only time you really <laughs> should be doing it. So uh, no, you can get out and uh, do a little extra whatever you want to do, post-Halloween celebrations, yes. if you like that. Yes. Um, and speaking of celebrations, big happy birthday to Adam Hadwin. Oh. Yesterday was his birthday. He turned 31. Wow, 31 years old. 31 years old. It's going to be a big year for Adam Hadwin. At it is. So now is the time that we like to call the best part of the show, yes. at least it is for us. Yes. And it is Winner's Weird and What, and this week I have the tea. So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! So, Halloween, as I mentioned, was just yeah. uh, just upon us, and there were some good costumes. Did you dress up? Do you dress up? You know, I, I, I didn't, uh, uh, only, beca- only because um, my sister's wedding was last week. Okay. And, and typically those who, who actually dress up and go out for Halloween would be the week, the weekend previous. Gotcha. Not really the weekend after. So, I, I do have a costume, but I will save it for next year. Okay. But yeah. you, you're typically a guy who will dress up yes. and go to a party. Oh, yeah, for and sure. Yeah. And do you yeah. change your costume all the time or not? Uh, you have the one go-to. 
Uh, I I was a Jays player for a couple of years. Uh, last year I was Dwight Schrute. That's right. Uh, but uh, I've never been a golfer. The beef farm. Yes, a, a good friend of uh, a good friend of mine has been John Daly a number of times. That's a good, and, one. and that is his go-to. That's yeah. well. There were a lot of golfers. <laughs> this is my my winner. My yes. winner this week is the golfers who all dressed up and posted their yes. uh, pictures on social media, and there were some really good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Peter Uline actually dressed up as Jon Snow <laughs> in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes, so that was good. That was a really good one. He, he went all out. Yeah. Uh, Justin Thomas had a costume where it looked like he was riding a dinosaur. That was very interesting. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. That was something. Uh, one of the better ones I thought in terms was was Michelle Wee dressed up as Wednesday from the Adams Family. Oh, that's see that good. One? Yeah, that's really good. She was really good. And the Snedeker's uh, whole family, Brand Snedeker and his whole family, dressed up as the Invincibles. Now, I don't know. Did you hear the bit of a controversy over no, this? No, no, I didn't. No, so, no. So if Bring you it. look, if you look at the picture he posted, yeah, there's kind of the way his son is standing in front of him. They're all dressed as you know the Invincibles with the, right. they've got the red costumes on. And where his son's arm is, if you don't look carefully enough and realize it's his son's arm, I'll just say you might think it's something oh, else. Oh, <laughs> it's, wow. It's, it got wow. a few comments on, on wow. there. So you can look at that on uh, on Twitter, I think. And then one of the best ones I saw, and he's always one of the more inventive guys, is Graham Dillette. Did you see what he did? No, he dressed I didn't, up, no. He dressed up exactly like Tampa Bay Bucks quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah, In fact, when I first saw it, I thought he was dressing up as Conor McGregor. <laughs> but, but if you look at it, he's almost right. like night and day. Oh, so, that's amazing. Uh, that was pretty good. So that's congratulations fantastic. to all those people yeah. who, uh, who dressed up and uh, gave us some fun. Uh, all right. My weird this week. Where are we going this week, Bob? It's, I, I couldn't find a real good, good one that I was hoping for, <laughs> but I'm just trying to find it now. Where did I put Uh-oh. it here? Oh, yes, here okay. it is. So uh, there's a study in the United States and a proposal, no, sorry, in the United Kingdom, where, of course, it's a bit of a, they, they make everybody look after themselves and, you know, like, more people wear these little safety vests because you have to have all these regulations and follow the rules. Well, now they've done a study and found that, um, you know, getting drilled by a golf ball can leave a both minor and serious injury to golfers and spectators. So what would, do they suggest should happen? They should says, suggest that all golfers should wear helmets when wow. they play golf. Wow. This is a, uh, a study that was pu- published by a health, safety, and environment agency called protecting.co.uk. They think that having crash helmets would save a lot of injuries. And listen to this stat. This is yeah. what made me think it was so wild was between 16 and 41% of amateur golfers are injured by golf balls every year. Really? 41 percent. 41. Have you ever been injured? I have never been hit by a golf ball. Have you ever hit anybody? Knock on wood. Uh, I came really close to, to drilling someone. Uh, I, I thankfully did not. I, and I know earlier this year you you, dr- you drilled an older gentleman, <laughs> like 86 year old guy in the arm. Thank gosh. I'm just thinking afterwards if it hit him in the head or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, but man. but as a result, wow. it's led to insurance companies and businesses in the United Kingdom to push for more golf safety measures in order to reduce the financial burden of injuries. Golf had an injury rate of 1.8 per thousand, which is actually higher than injuries in rugby. What? <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? Rugby had an injury rate of 1.5 per thousand. Oh, my God. So it's just a little bit strange, but I don't think it's going to catch on. I mean, it says cyclists are, are you know, aware that helmet use is recommended, recommended, but, you know, cycling, I can understand it. For sure. You're riding a bike at a high speed. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe in two years we'll see Tiger Woods wearing a visor, you know, with, with a, a helmet with a visor, you know. I did do a story a couple of years ago on curling injury, head injury. See, that makes sense. Yeah, and there's a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, people, well, well, Brad Goose what was that, two or three years ago that's when what he fell stemmed, flat in the That's space? what stemmed from it. Yeah. And it went around, and at the local level, there's a lot of people yeah. who have died yeah. from hitting their head yeah. on the curling. Back of your head, you're gone. Yeah. Smack it. So there's a couple of agencies that have got protective headwear that doesn't look 
yeah. totally like protective headwear. Mm-hmm. So right. anyway, um, my uh, my uh, what this week is what an interesting comment from Jordan Spieth. Uh. Jordan Spieth was in the press room and he was talking about his year last year and he talked about the fact that it was, you know he finished 31st in the FedEx Cup. Uh, it was a building year. He said, "I look back on the year as something that I will be beneficial to me in the long run." Uh, but he says he's done a lot of good work over the last four weeks, whether it required time off thinking or required actual practice and I've done a good balance of that and I've come in here with confidence now he was asked after that he said okay will you nerd out this is I'm quoting here the question says will you nerd out on us a bit and tell us the things you were trying to do what were you working on wow Jordan Spieth's response was I can't because that's a competitive advantage for myself Whoa. and I was thinking afterwards is it really a competitive advantage like if you tell someone you're working on your putting or you're doing a drill and you're putting to correct your fault, is that going to help no. someone else? I, I mean, unless you putt exactly the same way. Yeah, but, or you have the exact same problem. Yeah, but no. But, I mean, all, all the power to Jordan Spieth. He, he knows he has to work on someone. It wasn't his best year last year. But. <laughs> That's true. Yes. That is true. Anyway. <laughs> all right, Mr. Scully, the T is yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right, Bob. My winner this week is a promo that was released uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and that was uh, by HBO promoting the Tiger Phil match. And for those who have seen these 24 7 series, they're always incredibly well done. They go behind the scenes. Uh, there's all sorts. I mean, the, the, the language is, you'll hear anything, really. And for everything we've heard about this match, how, you know, it's not going to be in prime time, it's not going to be under the lights, there's going to be no fans, it's, it's $20 US, 26 whatever Canadian. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of things that are dehyping the the, the, mat, the match, if you will. But if you look at this promo, it fired me up. It <laughs> it, 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 it had me going. Um, so it's it, it uh, you hear from both guys so they want to beat each other, and and there's some behind the scenes stuff. Uh, the first episode airs November 13th on HBO, uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that. It's uh, is Lee Schreiber doing the. Uh I think I, I. It sounded like he was in the promo, uh, cool. or it was their typical guy. But Ray if, Donovan. If, if is it really? That's who Ray Donovan is. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Leif Schreiber is Ray Donovan. So oh. he always. Oh does, yes, yes. Yeah, sorry. Yes. So he right. does the uh, voiceovers for the NHL ones when they. Yes. Had, oh, they that originally was, did it. And and for those who have seen the NHL and boxing and all, they're so well done. So they I'm are. looking forward to seeing that uh, at least a little more than the match. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, my weird this week, uh, Bryson DeChambeau. He, he he's had some weird, you know. He's just a different cat, and you know, he's just a different kind of dressed guy. up as Ricky Fowler. Dressed up as Ricky Fowler that? for Halloween. That was going to be my weird, and then some quotes came out about what he's going to do next year. So of course, in 2019, it is gonna you're going to be allowed to putt with the flag stick in. So here was his response about doing that, about whether he is going to do that or not. I'm quoting here. It depends on the COR, the coefficient of restitution of the flagstick. <laughs> is that is that English? It is. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, in U.S. Opens, I'll take it out. In every other tour event, when it's fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. It's a higher propensity for it to go in the hole if it's a fiberglass compared to metal. Wow. So he... Has tested obviously the cor of, of flagsticks, or else he's just having one over on us. I don't yeah. know. Sometimes I wonder. Like it's it's not April Fools yet, but Bryson, holy! I I you know we saw in the FedEx Cup playoffs last year he was spraying his golf balls to, to simulate dew. Like he's doing yeah. so many. I mean he's innovative. It's, 
uh, he's going you know? to every uh, goes to the extremes. It's going to be interesting to see how that rule affects pace of play. That's what I was I was just going to get to. And, you know, whether one guy wants the flag in, one guy wants it out. Is our rounds going to be longer? We're doing everything we can do to to speed up rounds, and they're the limiting the fields to not play to not uh, have darkness affect the tournaments. And now this, uh, I'm really curious how this is going to go down this year. It's it's uh, interesting. It's Bryson Breen, Bryson <laughs> being the Bryson. only guy who's tested the cor of flag sticks. Yes, and that's something that we'll have to do after the show for right. sure to, to see how we can improve uh, our golf games. Uh, my what uh, what a coincidence here. Golf Digest has Cameron Champ on their cover, and what? And next week, what happens? He goes on to win the golf tournament. This is the like the opposite of what happens with Sports Illustrated. Yes, Sports <laughs> Illustrated or EA Sports. That jinx, curse, right? yeah. th- that jinx. But uh, you know, they had a great article on on his upbringing and and his golf swing and and how he's worked with Sean Foley and how Sean sort of he's helped he's helped his game uh, you know become more of an all round player. And yes, he was great uh, you know driving the ball last week, but he was second in putting as well. And then that putter really helped him uh, last Sunday win his for his first career win. And he's going to be quite a story for uh, 2019. For Cover sure. boy makes good. Good for uh, good for Cameron Champ. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more of him. 100%. It's going to be yeah. fun to watch. And uh, nice with Sean Foley. All right. Yes. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to a guy who doesn't quite hit it as far as Cameron Champ, but he's still playing some yes. pretty good golf and he's hitting the ball pretty well. That's Stephen Ames. That's coming up on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Don't wait to play one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Pay $500 towards your 2019 membership and play the rest of 2018 for free. Visit cedarbraygolfclub.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully and Bob Weeks in the uh, control here. And we the PGA Tour champion season is going to wrap up next weekend. Uh, with the Charles Schwab Cup Championship to determine the winner of the Charles Schwab Cup. And ahead of that, a guy who played himself in to the uh, final field. He was 47th, and he had a great week last week. He's had a great couple of last weeks. And uh, he is, of course, probably the most probably the most successful Canadian Champions Tour player. Uh, and that is Stephen Ames, and we had a chance to chat with Stephen. Here is my conversation with Mr. Ames. And joined now on the line by Stephen Ames, who is uh, heading to the Charles Schwab championship the uh, finale for the champions pga tour champions i keep calling it champions tour but it's actually pga tour <laughs> champions now but uh, uh good feeling to be playing in, in that event because that's uh, where you want to get to at the end of the year isn't it pretty much you do um you know i was out of, i was outside of the picture looking in last week and uh, i had to bring in my relief caddy my son ryan <laughs> <laughs> We, um, you know, he came out with me this year in at Pebble Beach, and we had such a good time together. And I went, "You would like to do this again?" He's like, "Yeah, I'd love to." So he came out. He's been very positive with me on the bag, and um, we had a lot of fun, and it showed. My play was very good this this weekend past. So, so when you, when you're relaxed, when you're having fun, when you're enjoying time with your son, it translates into into the way you're hitting your golf shots as well. Is that what you're saying? Well, in some respect, it's, you know, I'm never getting upset with myself because when I put in the trap with somebody, he's like, ah, oh, it's okay there, you're good at bunker shots. Those are kind of the remarks that you're getting from him, and I was, like, shocked myself. So, 
um, it worked out well, you know. Having your biggest fan of the day, that certainly helps. It's, uh, yeah, it I, I don't know, how would, how would you, uh, how would you characterize your year this so, so far this season? <laughs> it's been pretty solid as I said, you're in the tour championship, but you didn't get the win like you had last year, but of course that's always no. difficult to do, but, but what, what's the year been like for you overall? It's been weak with the putter, unfortunately. My, uh, ball striking has been very good, consistent enough to be there, and, uh, overall I look at my, my show game and my putt, well, show game was due to, uh, wrong club in my bag, bounce wise. So I've learned a lot there. But I think putting for sure has been my weakest, my uh, big downfall for the year of not winning. And and is that the most frustrating club to have go that way? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It certainly has been for me, because I'm I'm averaging more than I did per green hit than I did when I was playing the PGA Tour. So. Maybe it's, wow. maybe because a lot of shorter golf courses, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, I've still got the length I can get up on most par fives, and that's where I'm scoring because I'm getting up in two and two putting. Right. But yeah. uh, I'm not capitalizing on the fact that I'm hitting my wedges sandwiches close to the hole and making the putts. So that's overall that's where I'm losing my shots is on my putting. It it does seem just looking and following you on social media and things though that you are having. Yeah the time of your life playing out there right now it seems like you're enjoying yourself week in and week out is that true it is without a doubt you know what it's there's that's for this way there's no reason for me to be angry about life right now <laughs> i'm playing golf for a living we have we have a great bunch of guys that are out there on tour right now and we have a wonderful 19th hole a lot of the wives are out there with us and we have a very big social aspect of the game when we're finished playing so it's been fun last last three years has been a lot of fun for me and I'm enjoying everything right now about golf and life. Do you think do you think a lot of um fans kinda underestimate though the, the quality of golf and the intensity of what's going on out in that champions tour? Yeah, I think they do. They don't realize how well Bernard's playing as an example. Yeah. He's yeah, he's playing phenomenal. He has for the last six years. He's been playing so well. And it's like again, he's up for another charge for now Josh Wobb leader again. So it's hard. It's hard to take him off the top there right now. And everybody has to play smarter, better, and um, make more putts. And uh, he'll come down. But he's 61 now. He's still going strong. It's like, holy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was competitive. At the, he's been competitive at the Masters the last couple of years as well. At exactly. So that tells you a lot right there. He's competitive with the younger guys who are hitting it 50 by him. <laughs> are you are you are you still working out in the gym? Still trying to keep strong? I know that oh, was yeah. a big part of your uh, of your career in the regular tour. It has, yes, it has. Still doing everything that I've almost as regimented as I was in the PGA Tour, but not quite. But I have a wife that push, that pushes me a lot more into the gym now than yeah, than I have been. <laughs> <laughs> you did sort of hint there a couple of comments about 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 how much how much life is good and. and Everything in life seems to be settled in for you right now. You seem to be in a pretty good place with your kid on your bag. You got a new wife out of the tour and enjoying yourselves. It's uh, it's nice to be Stephen Ames right now, I guess. Yes, it is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what can we expect? Uh, what can we expect uh, at, uh, at the Charles Schwab Cup Championship? It's uh, I know it's Phoenix Country Club, and uh, looks like you guys are. Uh, in for a little bit of a role. You had a good week last week, or at the, at the, yeah. to, as you said, to get into this. What can we expect from you this coming week? I'm looking for the same role to, to keep going. The last two weeks I've played in the, the last group and the last two events that I've played, so I know my game is there. The golf course is a very simple 
old style golf course right in front of you, bunker left, bunker right, put the ball in play and make the putts. Um, I'm going to go down early, work on my putting, get some work done on that because I can't do much here in Vancouver right now. It's <laughs> pouring rain. <laughs> so I know. So I'm looking forward to getting down to some sunshine, some sunshine, and then, uh, like I said, putting my time in working on the game and uh, my putting and uh, go from there. But and, and um, and I was going to say, what's up for the off season after you get through that week? Well, then we come back to Vancouver and we leave the 17th to head down to Turks. Mm. I can do a lot of practice down there. <laughs> yeah, there's not much rain in the Turks, is there? <laughs> no, there isn't. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, best of luck at the Charles Schwab Cup Championship. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye on you, and, uh, and best of luck for 2019 as well. Thank you very much, Bob. And there is Stephen Ames. He made reference to um, Turks and Caicos, and actually, he's actually moving there. Yeah. So his his whole thinking in in this is that uh, he's still going to be a Canadian citizen, but he's basically going to be a snowbird because he says he only lives at home about 110 nights a year anyway. He said about 80% of the PGA Tour Champions events are on the East Coast, so he's always spending a lot of time traveling. Good point. And he said when he gets back there in the off-season, it's not conducive to practicing. So he's packed up the truck, and he's... Move to the Turks and Caicos. Yeah, good for him. And, you know, I, I, my favorite memory of Stephen Ames is winning that, that uh, Players' Championship. Yeah. And that was one of the great moments in Canadian golf history, really. The greatest exhibition of ball control, ball striking that I have witnessed yeah. live and in person. So, uh, around anyway. that, that great golf course. Good for, good for Stephen Ames to make Stephen is a veteran. Too. When we come back, we're going to talk to another veteran, Adam Stanley, who's going to fill us in on some rookies who are uh, making their way through the Q schools that are going on right now. That's coming up next on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Don't wait to play one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Pay $500 towards your 2019 membership and play the rest of 2018 for free. Visit cedarbraygolfclub.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks, along with Adam Scully. Rainy Saturday. The only thing good about this day oh. is that uh, we get an extra hour of it. Yes. I don't Maybe know if that's ever. good. Maybe that's not good. Maybe yeah. we don't want an extra. Oh, it's going to be dark tomorrow at 5. And, yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, well. That's not going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Golf season coming to a close here in Toronto. Yeah, it does. And uh, before it does, though, there's a lot of people looking for jobs for next year. There are. Uh, there's a bunch of Canadians who are competing in both men's and women's uh, qualifying schools. The Web.com Tour second stage started this past week and will continue at one, two, three, four different sites this coming week. And uh, our man who knows all about that stuff is uh, sitting in Ottawa, where I'm hoping it's not snowing there, is it? Uh. Adam Stanley? <laughs> uh, I can confirm it's not snowing, but it did the other day, and it was like minus one on Halloween oh, night, so there oh weren't that God. many costumes as much as there were just kids wearing their winter jacket and knocking on my door. <laughs> That, isn't that isn't that one of those signs where you know you're a Canadian if you've ever designed a Halloween costume to fit over your snowsuit? A hundred percent. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of just jackets and masks. 
the other night, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so bring us up to date on what's going on. As I mentioned, we had one last week that finished up, and there was some good news, but some also not some good news. And then we got a few more sites going uh, next week. But just kind of give us an update on what's going on with qualifying school. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, obviously, you know, a, a couple of years ago, they changed the whole structure of, of Q School. So now uh, the number of different sites uh, culminating in a final stage that actually gets golfers web.com tour status, not PGA tour status. But, uh, you know, a, a lot of Canadians sort of in the in the fold, but uh, only one actually moved on uh, at the Q School site in California, which wrapped up uh, yesterday. Uh, that's Sean Harlington. He had uh, he's from BC, uh, and he had some Web.com tour status uh, this year as well. So he'll regain that status. Jamie Sedlowski, uh, who was medalist at a first stage site a couple of weeks ago, uh, obviously a uh, former World Long Drive champion, really really good guy. Uh, he was inside the number and then shot two over par yesterday in the final round uh, to fall outside the number by two shots. So a little bit heartbreaking for him. Uh, so just Harlington's moving on. Uh, but next week on uh, Tuesday. They've got, like you said, Bob, four more sites going on Tuesday to Friday uh, with a handful more Canadians in that fold. I know Jared Dutrois is playing one of them. Taylor Pendrith is going to be in another one, just kind of two names off the top of my head. Uh, and then they'll be joined by a handful more uh, in third stage, who uh, third final stage, who finally got through via McKenzie Tour, Web.com Tour status, et cetera, et cetera. So definitely a big, uh, big gang of them, and, and hopefully we can see some good results next week. Yeah, hopefully we see some good results uh, next week for sure. One guy you mentioned there, Adam, was uh, Jamie Sedlowski, uh, you know, who obviously world, uh, former world long drive champion. And, and he's sort of newsworthy because he is a similar uh, player, you could say, to Cameron Champ, who obviously went on to win uh, last week. Yes, Sedlowski didn't, uh, didn't qualify, but what do you think the future holds for him? You know, it, it looks like he's still working with Peter Costas and he's becoming a better all-around player. But what do you think the, the future holds uh, for Jamie Sedlowski? Yeah, actually, I talked to Jamie a couple weeks ago after first stage. He said that he was actually no longer working with Peter Costas. Oh, really? Costas. Okay. Yeah, and, and the reason was uh, Peter got him thinking like a, a true professional golfer, got him started. But then when he was going and competing in tournaments, Sadlowski told me that he was actually thinking too much. Uh, um, yes. Costas got him thinking too much like a golfer. And at the end of the day, Sadlowski is an athlete. He played high-level hockey for so many years, uh, and then he just went and hit the ball as far as he could and made a lot of money doing it. Uh, and so he's kind of gone back to, to playing golf like an athlete and playing golf the way that he knows how. Uh, and he's actually got this renewed sense of confidence. Yes, he didn't make it through second stage, uh, but that was his long round over par in eight rounds worth of Q schools uh, this year. So he's a lot more excited with where his game is at right now, where his head is at as well. Uh, and I think he kind of proved to himself that the way that he plays golf, attack when necessary, lay back a little bit if he has to, uh, I think it's going to be beneficial for him moving forward. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he takes that renewed sense of confidence on the McKenzie Tour this year uh, versus the Web.com Tour, where the golf courses are a lot more open. Uh, but I think, you know, like you said, confidence is a huge, huge thing uh, for professional golfers. And if you've got a bunch of it, uh, then I would say watch out. He's only 30. Uh, he's still in really good shape. He said he feels good despite, um, you know, having <laughs> made some really aggressive swings at it for a number of years. Uh, and I think we're going to see, uh, see some good stuff from Jamie Sadlowski over the next little while. Uh, the a couple of other guys who are into second stage uh, from the Le Provence de Quebec, La Belle Provence, a uh, couple of guys who've just made, well, one guy who's made a turn to pro, one guy who's still playing as an amateur, and Hugo Bernard and Joey Savoy. I think these two guys have a lot of upside. What can you tell us about them? 
Yeah, and it, you know, like you said, Hugo just turned pro, but I think he's got, like I said about Tadlowski, just buckets of confidence right now. He has no real scar tissue. He's only ever really played the Canadian Open a couple times. He's had uh, a lot of success on the amateur level. He won the Canadian Amateur, uh, had a lot of success um, in college in Florida as well, kind of playing that D2 level, not unlike Adam Svensson, who won you know seven, eight times, whatever it was. Uh, Hugo Bernard's kind of won at the same clip, and, and now he's out trying his hand uh, as a professional. So uh, I think he's got a great swing. He's left-handed. He's got really good hands as well. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised. If he if he plays really well at second stage, too, and then like you said, Savoy, you know, amateur, kind of going out there with nothing to lose, hasn't declared that he's turning pro yet, is kind of just going through the motions, and and he played extremely well uh, at the Canadian Open this year. Didn't make the didn't make the cut, but was kind of right there knocking on the door come Friday afternoon. So uh, these are just another pair of guys who have come from this Golf Canada national team program. Uh, and are doing big things on, on a big stage. So definitely keeping an eye on them in the next week. We're in conversation with uh, Adam Stanley, who writes golf for about 100 different uh, golf publications. <laughs> uh, Adam, uh, one guy you mentioned there, uh, um, one guy who also missed the cut, I should say, at the RBC Canadian Open was uh, Corey Connors, and he's a guy that you've tracked and followed for a number mm-hmm. of years now. And uh, Bob and I spoke at length earlier in the show about what he's like off the golf course with his actuarial mathematics degree. And, <laughs> and, and you know, he, he's, he just seems like a very interesting guy, but obviously he goes last week and, and comes second, second place his best career PGA Tour finish what do you think uh, his outlook is uh for the for this uh, 2018-19 season yeah not a not a bad wedding present to himself <laughs> uh six seven days after he got married to, to secure his biggest paycheck of the year mm-hmm. yeah i was texting Corey uh, a little bit after sunday and you know he said he just kind of battled hard and, and it wasn't meant to be and i think that's true he can take uh take a lot from that sunday round i think his final round scoring average uh last year was you know he was well into the into the hundreds in terms of ranking on the PGA Tour, but to go out and make only one bogey on Sunday at the Sanderson Farms, make a ton of bo- uh, birdies and kind of just stay in there uh, until Cameron Champ pretty much went off the last uh, four or five holes, I think that's going to do a lot for his confidence and his mojo moving forward. Uh, you know, the, the other two times that he was in the final group on Sunday earlier in the year, uh, I was there um, and the one in Cana, and he just looked out of sorts. He looked a little shaky. He looked like a bit of a deer in a headlight sort of situation. Uh, but this time around, he went out, he got off to a good start, made a handful of birdies, kind of snowballed into uh, into a really good round. And at the end of the day, he didn't lose that golf tournament. He just got beat by somebody who played lights out. So, um, you know, he's super smart. This is the second time around for a lot of these golf courses for him. Uh, and I think that learning is going to be super key for him and he's kind of cut from the same mold uh, as Mackenzie Hughes in terms of habits and preparation uh, and we all know Mackenzie Hughes is already a PGA Tour winner I uh, wouldn't be surprised if Corey follows his uh, his good friend into the PGA Tour winner circle sooner rather than later Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. We've got uh, a whole slew of Canadians who are going to play on the PGA Tour this year at different levels of, of um, in terms of exemption status if I was going to ask you which one you think is going to win first amongst them all, which one do you think it'll be? Mm, now that now that Corey has kind of tested his metal a little bit, I think I'm going to say Corey because he's kind of he's been there a lot all this year. Uh, there's a few opportunities over the next couple of weeks where uh, you know they're not going to have the, the cream of the crop on the PGA Tour in the in the field, and I think it's a good opportunity uh, for guys like Corey to, to snag a win. So, given how he played last week, 
given that it's going to be the second time around at a lot of these golf courses for him, uh, I think Corey's going to do it, and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I know the boys, uh, Taylor, Mackenzie, uh, Alvin Choi, who have known him for a long time, they're going to be excited. They're going to party. I think it's going to be good, and, and I think Corey's <laughs> going to do it. It's really almost it's almost a case, though, I could take every one of those Canadian guys and make a case as to why this guy's going to be the next one to win, isn't it? It's kind of an exciting time to be following these guys because you could look at Adam Hadwin, you could look at Nick Taylor, who just had a good round yesterday. I mean, you could look at Mac, you can look at uh, David Hearn. I mean, any of these guys really could pop up at any moment. 100%. I actually talked to Adam Hadwin on the phone yesterday and for an upcoming story, and he says that he's got this renewed sense of, uh, of confidence and ability. You know, he was, a, he was a little shaky with the putter last year, but he's kind of refocused, reworked on that a bit. Uh, his ball striking was absolutely tremendous last year. Uh, and, of course, he's, he's proven that he's, he's a PGA Tour winner. He's looking forward to playing with Nick Taylor in the World Cup in a couple weeks down in Australia, representing Team Canada, being uh, able to wave the red and white there. Uh, so, Bob, to your point, any of these guys can, can really do it. I mean, there's 156 guys in every PGA Tour field, and, you know, they wouldn't be there without reason, and they've all got a chance to win. And we've got such a big Canadian contingent this year uh, that it just feels like a, a winner on the PGA Tour uh, is going to be happening soon. And, and who knows, maybe it'll open the door for a lot of them all on our own. You don't think Adam Hadwin's over the hill now that he's turned 31 yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, he's. Okay. Uh, I, I was like, what are you doing this weekend? You let loose? Like, no, I'm working hard for Mexico next week. I was yeah. like, all right, wow. fair enough. Wow, wow. <laughs> interesting stuff. All right. No, no, I was going to say before I let you go, Adam. I, I got to ask you about uh, about another Canadian uh, who done who did some great things this year, uh, and that was Brooke Henderson. Uh, we, we had our, our golf, we taped our golf talk year in review specials uh, earlier, uh, and and we all discussed what we think uh, she'll do this upcoming season. What do you th- what do you expect you'll see from Brooke uh, this year? She's going to win every tournament. Every probably. tournament, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's it right there. Here's, here's no, the, I mean, go ahead. The, yeah, the one thing that I obviously has held her back in the past is, is her is her putting and her putter. I think she told me that she went through about 20 of them in her first year or two uh, on the tour and, and just the one driver. So once she finds uh, comfort in the, flag, in the flat stick and she's able to get on a roll like we saw at the uh, at the Canadian Women's Open. She hasn't really had a good stretch in Asia right now, probably you know unexplainable other than just maybe fatigue or um, uncomfort um, at these golf courses. But, uh, you know, it, it was it was a hell of a year for her. It was super fun to watch. And uh, the sky's the limit, certainly. I mean, she's got all these wins already. She's right on the cusp of being the um, winningest Canadian professional male or female uh, of all time. And who knows? I mean, she's only 21. She's got such a bright future ahead of her and it's going to be fun to watch who wins more next year brooke henderson or tiger woods whoa <laughs> um oh push i think they both <laughs> yeah. win twice there you go all right adam listen thanks very much uh, for joining us this morning have a good uh, saturday um i hope the weather improves for you up there but yeah. i d- but i doubt it <laughs> i think we're all yeah, in for okay. winter now enjoy the, enjoy the extra hour of sleep tonight how about that uh, there we go thanks a lot, guys. all right Appreciate take care it. thanks man that is adam stanley who uh writes for a number of different publications and, and websites including pgatour.com and scoregolf.com and uh, all sorts of Canadian press. He's a very talented writer. Uh, all right, when we come back, we're going to wrap things up. We're going to take a look at the leaderboards, and we'll tell you a little bit more about what's going on with Golf Talk Canada as we get into the, dare I say it, holiday season. Oh. <laughs> we'll be back with more on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas. Geared for more.
This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It's Bob Weeks and Adam Scully here this yes. morning as Mark Sacchino plays golf in Florida in his shorts, his magenta shorts, no doubt. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, so you and I had a chance to uh, to have a little uh, night this week at the Etobicoke Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah. Now, it's kind of weird. Like, Etobicoke doesn't actually exist. But <laughs> they had a Sports Hall of Fame, and they've it's it's an a, amazing event, something that you would not expect. Probably 350 people, I think, yeah, were there. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, one of your mentors, one of the guys well, that you my, some other work I, for, I, got I, inducted. Yes, I must give a special shout-out to Gino Retta. I, I've done work uh, with uh, the Junior Hockey Magazine. This is my eighth year on the show. He's been a great mentor uh, for my career. So congrats, congratulations again, Gino. Uh, and it was just a great night to overall and, and a fellow uh, Weston member as well. Well, there was a golf connection as well. Yes. Terrell Samuel, who is an outstanding amateur golfer and has been uh, – actually was just made it to the semifinals of the U.S. Senior yes. Amateur after a year ago making it to the final of the year as senior amateur, and I thought it was actually a neat touch that the lady who beat her last year, Judith Corinnes from Thornhill, came for yes. Terrell's induction, and uh, actually Terrell got her this year. They beat, beat her in, this, in the quarterfinals, yeah. I think, this year. Anyway, it was nice to see Terrell go in. Nice to see a lot of nice people uh, over yeah. that uh, that evening, Some golf, lots of golf people there as well, so it was good. Just a great night overall. Uh, let's take a look around the leaderboards and update you on what's going on. First of all, at the... PGA Tour, the Shriners Hospital for Children Open in Las Vegas. It's Peter Uline who was at 13 under par. He has a two-shot lead over Robert Streb and Wee Kim. I like saying that name. Wee Kim. Wee Kim. Uh, 10 under par, three players, Bryson DeChambeau, Harold Varner, and Abraham Answer. And uh, if you go down the list a little bit, Jordan Spieth is at 8 under, and Ricky Fowler's at 7 under, so there's some uh, uh, some players there. Gary Woodland, 6 under, Johnny Vegas at 6 under. Only one Canadian made the cut, and that is Nick Taylor, who shot got a 67 yesterday uh, to get himself in above the cut line by one. On the European Tour, going to do a, a little update on the fly here as Justin Rose is finishing up his round as we speak. Tong Lee is your leader, an 8-under 63. He's at 17-under right now. Justin Rose, with a win, goes back to world number one. He's currently playing the 18th hole. He actually snap-hooked his tee shot with a three-wood into the water. He's got about uh, four and a half, five feet here uh, for for bogey, I should say. So a disappointing end for him. Uh, but he's up there. Alexander Levy as well. Torbjorn Olesen, uh, four shots off the lead. Good to see Danny Willett. Uh, he's five back. Tommy Fleetwood uh, continuing his, his uh, great year and, and rise in the, near the top of the world rankings. Uh, he is six shots off the lead. Uh, T number four. Five uh, onto the LPGA, the Toto Japan Classic. Minji Lee, Toto, uh, Toto, Toto Japan. Yes, yes, yeah, like like, uh, like the my, your little dog Toto. <laughs> That's all I think of when you said that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Minji Lee is your Sponsored leader. Sponsored by a little dog from <laughs> over there. Uh, she is your leader at the 13 under, a three-shot lead uh, currently. Brooke Henderson, uh, she is 10 shots off the lead, uh, T25 uh, right now. And she appears to be the only other Canadian to make the cut unless I'm missing someone. Uh, but Minji Lee, yes, your leader at 13 under par. All right. At the... Uh, 
at the Tin Man LPGA Qualifying Great Series. Great names. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the LPGA Q School Series presented by Blue, Blue Cross Shield of North Carolina. This is basically the qualifying school for the LPGA Tour, the massive one we've been telling you about. Uh, they are into the, it's an eight-round event played in two weeks, four rounds and then four rounds. They're trying to finish up the third round of the second four-tournament or four-round swing. Uh, uh, AC Tangay, Jacqueline Lee, two Canadians are looking really good. Top 45 here will qualify for the LPGA Tour next year. They are both right now tied for eighth. Now, interesting, Jacqueline Lee is an amateur, and she has they, they have a, um, a deal with the LPGA Tour that if you get your card, if you qualify, you can actually postpone turning pro and taking your LPGA Tour status until the summer. So it basically allows them to finish the school year. That's a great rule. And then turn pro. I think it's an outstanding great rule. rule. And Jacqueline Lee hasn't yet decided exactly what she does, what she's going to do. If she, well, when she makes it, unless she shoots like a hundred today or something. Right. But she's basically saying, I'm going to figure out if I qualify first, then I'll deal with that. But a number of the other amateurs, there's like seven, there's like 15 amateurs or something in the top 40. So it's actually throwing a wrench wow. into a lot of co- collegiate. NCAA huh. plans down there. Some of them are going to turn pro right away. Some of them are going to wait and, and see what happens. So those two, uh, AC Tange and, and Jacqueline Lee, are all likely who are going to get their cards. Right. Monami LeBlanc is uh, well back. She is at 11 over par right now. Eight over par right now is the cut. So she's got some room to make up. She could. She might be able to do it. If not, she'll play on the Symmetra Tour next year. Well, and a quick update here. Uh, Justin Rose did make that four-footer for bogey. So he is three shots off the lead in a tie. Uh, going into the final round. All right. With a chance to go to world number one, I should say, as well. Well, as we've been updating you throughout the uh, the show, there's lots more Golf Talk Canada coming up over the next few weeks. We're going to be live for at least the next two weeks yeah. before we get into our uh, year-in-review shows. So stay tuned for those. Join us. There are lots of uh, golf left to cover. We'll mm-hmm. obviously cover the Champions Tour, yep. see if Stephen Ames can uh, do some some damage there in the uh, Champions Tour and see uh Brooke Henderson wraps up the Asian swing and see what happens with our Canadians as they play in the fall. I think they're in Mexico next week. That sounds right, yeah. And maybe we'll be discussing a Canadian winning on the PGA Tour yet again. We've seen success success in the past in the fall series. Yeah. And maybe we'll see this time around as well. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. All right. That is it for this week in Golf Talk Canada. I hope you uh, make it through the time change tonight, folks. Enjoy yes. that extra hour of sleep. We'll talk to you next week right here on Golf Talk Canada. So long. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.ca.